0: More tired than normal. Feel like, you know, a little little more a little more tired. I think it's because the Patriots played until about one (laughs) AM. Yeah. Red Sox were on too. A little busy. Mike Duso from Pat's Propaganda joins us now on the Twitter and on Facebook and online. Go to Patspropaganda.com. And uh, Bill Belichick now what two and one in the in the blue in the blue pullover is that the is that the official is that the official one?
1: I, I, Matt, I like I like the attempt, but you're a little bit off. <laughs> it's uh, well, it would be you know we thought he was going to wear the gray cutoff hoodie, which was the new one he's been wearing this year. He had it on pregame, but then he went back to the hot jacket. That's you know the all-time winningest uh, attire that he has now. Uh, he's worn it more than anything, and uh, yeah, they added another win to the total last night.
0: Ah, the old hot jacket. Yeah, that's right. You see, it it was funny because I saw the pregame, and pregame was like, oh, yeah, he's in gray. So I I was waiting for the record on that. I didn't, I totally forgot they had switched it uh, towards that. I was like, damn it. That was, you know, that's how that goes. Um, I feel like we learned a lot about these two uh, football teams last night. I know a lot of people have already, you know, we, we already heard in week two that, you know, the Jacksonville Patriots rematch was going to be, you know, inevitable in the AFC title game. I feel not quite as strongly about that anymore. Um, I still don't feel super strongly about the Chiefs. I think they've got a lot of defensive inefficiencies that are out there. And the first takeaway from last night was even with 43 points, I thought the Patriots left a lot of yards and points on, you know, on the field last night.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think overall, you know, if you are looking down the road to a potential rematch, I mean, you know, the Patriots were just so balanced and it was consistent. I mean, they didn't punt, uh, you know, and you look at the points the Chiefs scored, you know, in the second quarter, I mean, it's, it's basically four plays. I mean, it's 67-yard Kareem Hunt catch on third and two, uh, the Brady fumble, the kickoff return that, you know, went to the three-yard line, and then and then a the 75-yard touchdown catch, which... uh you know, right there, I mean, that's, those four plays are, are 28 points easily. And, you know, it's just they were a little bit more uh, needing of those big plays. And, I mean, I always say with the Patriots, you know, it's just, you never want to have to rely on big plays. You, you want consistency. And I think that's what we saw from the Patriots, the offense. And, you know, I thought the Patriots defense did what you have to do in the current NFL. It, you know, it, oh, this isn't a shutdown defense. There are no shutdown defenses anymore. You have to be able to just weather the storm, limit the big plays, uh, and get off the field in the red zone on third down, and, and you know that's what they did for, for the vast majority of the night, uh, except for those you know th- two really big defensive plays that they gave up. Um, you know they really executed the game plan very well, I, in my opinion. I, I thought they got a little. Uh, I called it back when Randy Moss was playing. Seems to me in the in the third period they had two series in a row really where they they tried to go long on everything, and it yeah. seems to me. Brady's made his living throwing those short, ten and twelve yard passes, and and just moving the ball down and using time. I was really frustrated that those couple of three and outs where it seemed like they were trying to throw a bomb every time. Yeah, I felt the same way on those plays, and I mean, and and you know, as much as I felt like it's getting away from those short passes, it was you know just kind of getting away from Sony Michelle. Uh, I mean, that's just been the engine of the offense this year. I mean, and the, the big question kind of for me was, all right, well, how do you replace the, the playmaking of, of Deion Lewis? I felt like last year, whenever their offense, uh, you know, needed to get going, it was usually Dion Lewis would, you know, spark them. And Sony and, and Michelle, you know, here he is. He's, he's really taken over that mantle and, you know, making big runs and, and giving them manageable second and third down yardage. And I mean, that's just, it's just unreal. Uh, how balanced they are. You look at 43 points, and you are know, like, oh, man, Tom Brady must have thrown for 500 yards. But, I mean, you know, they, they ran for whatever it was, 180 yards, too. So uh, just such balance now, and, and I think they've got to try to stick to that. And, you know, anytime you're getting into those plays where you're, you know, chucking it down the field, trying to, you know, it's just a little bit, like I said before, it's, you know, trying to make those big plays happen. I mean, certainly you got to be impressed with the Patriots in, in some of those critical moments you know, third down, throwing down the field, I mean, making those clutch plays, I mean, there's just, you know, so many things from last night's game that just reinforced for me, like, this is really a a classic Belichick Patriots team, you know, they might not be the most talented guys, but, you know, they sure seem to play like the Patriots always play with, you know, just nothing seems to rattle them, they're able to execute the game plan, they play well fundamentally, you know, it's just, you know, again, those big plays, that's Giving up those are, are what stand out, but I mean otherwise, geez, there's just so much they can do and, and so much to be excited about with you know Gordon and Michelle now added to the
0: offense. Gordon was the one who really impressed me last night. 63 snaps for Josh Gordon last night. I guess I assume he's healthy at this point, is what it looks like.
1: It sure doesn't. I mean, I just I, you know I'm marveling at you know how many times have we had talented receivers? You know they take a flyer on a talented receiver and it doesn't work out. And, and, I mean, you can tell instantly when it's not going to work out because Brady just doesn't throw to him. I remember, you know, back in 2011, we are like, we got Chad Johnson, we got Chad Ochoacinco, you know, and, and, and they wouldn't even target him, you know. I mean, and half the time they did. It just looked uncomfortable. And, I mean, you know, for Gordon to come in, uh, and, 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 you know, have Brady throwing to him some of those, you know, ill-advised throws. But, you know, those are, those are things he wouldn't do if he didn't really like Josh Gordon. I mean, and, and what I think is most impressive to me kind of on display with, with some of those slants are just, you know, how well he catches the ball oh, with his hands. Defense. And that's such a big thing, mm-hmm. you know, especially on those quick slants. And I, I think it's just a matter of time before he's going to take one of those to the house.
0: We're talking with Mike Duso from Pat's Propaganda, patspropaganda.com. Remember week two when this team had no no weapons and no anything, and now it's like I don't even know where. I mean, I feel bad for Philip Dorsett, who's a guy who really worked his tail off in the offseason to be somewhat part of this offense, and he's kind of fallen by the wayside. I don't know how many snaps he had last night, but it could have been many. Um, I yeah. mean, when you start spreading it out a little bit, and you've got, you know, if you decide to go five wide, you've got Gronk, White, Edelman, Hogan, Gordon—you know—I feel bad for the guys that hung around all off-season because you know they're, they're gonna—that—that's your—that's your, that's your prime-time thing now. Like I—I'd I'd put them up in a five-on-five matchup against the Celtics. I think I think I'd put them. I think I'd put them right up there.
1: Yeah, uh, Dorsett. I, I've got it here. Actually, three snaps last night. So um, you know, it's—it's it's interesting. You see these guys. Dorsett uh, is one. I, I thought Keontae Davis, another guy. You know, and we it always happens in September. They put these guys out there, and they're like, wow, they, they must see something in this guy. They must see something in him. And then all of a sudden, they're gone. You know, like, they just, they're they either surpassed on the depth chart or the Patriots are like, well, we gave you a chance, and the extended preseason's over. We're going with the go-to guys now. But, um, you know, it's its its so true. I mean, dorsett I think we talked about it earlier in the summer, where, you know, he's one of those guys that it's like, Belichick just can't, you know, he works hard. He looks the part. He's fast. But there's just, you get to the game and there's just something missing with him. Uh, You know, but otherwise, uh, outside of him, everybody contributed. I mean, James Devlin, you know, White, Michelle. I mean, even, you know, wow, he's been a quiet this game. And then, you know, near the end, he comes through with some big catches. So, you know, everybody's contributing. And, and, I mean, you look at at this, and I know know there's probably going to be plenty of, whoa, they gave up 40 points, you know. I, I just think in today's NFL and given the opponent and how well the Chiefs, you know, match up, I mean, you, you just got to take it. I mean, take a win, play to win. That's what it's about. Uh, but they just they just look like the Patriots. I think that's what's given me the, the, the best feeling right now this morning here as we, you know, sit in week six and, you know, still a long road to go, of course.
0: 100 uh, percent. Didn't Dorsett come
1: advertised as a potential punt returner? a good question. I, I I off the top of my head, I don't really remember. I mean I think I realized he mean he wasn't doing any punt returning in, in uh in preseason in the, you know in training camp and the practices that I saw. Um, you know he's just he seemed more of, of kind of the Brandon Cook kind of replacement. But I mean I don't think that there's any question and what we've seen from Josh Gordon already that, you know, The Patriots are far better with Josh Gordon there on the outside. Uh, And the catches he's made are already, you know, more inspiring and more like, wow, you know, Dorsett would come through with catches, but it's just, you know, you never felt like like you do now with Josh Gordon with these catches that he's making where you can just see how athletically gifted he is and how well he catches the football. I mean, it's just, you can tell why they're so high on him and why all of a sudden Here he is, you know, playing 81 percent of the snaps, and and, you know he's been here in a month, and you know a month, and that's you know crazy when you think about how wide receivers have struggled to pick up this system. Given Gordon's path, being with the Browns, I mean, it's just uh, it's developing into an amazing story, and I'm just I'm so curious to see what the ceiling is going to be, the ceiling for those
0: two. We're talking with Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda, Pat'sPropaganda.com. The one thing I took away from last night's game on the defensive side of the ball was in the first half. This team still has the ability to confuse young quarterbacks. Mahomes saw things last night in the first half, and you saw it in, in the way they, you know, the way they were going down the field, uh, where they were getting stuck in the red zone, which is something they hadn't really been used to this year. That was the first thing that showed me, like, hey, they can still disguise things. They can still show some different things to confuse some guys. Now, is that always going to win them the game, like it used to in the old days? You know maybe, maybe not. But in this situation it slowed them down enough so that, you know, they couldn't overtake the they couldn't lap the Patriots at the end. There are a lot of good things that I saw from the defense last night, even with the broken down plays, because broken down plays, big plays, I mean, those are going to happen and those are going to eventually iron themselves out throughout the year. Uh, when you're taking on a team like Kansas City, you're gonna have those plays. Tyreek Hill is fast. Travis Kelsey yeah. is is you know next is is you know sub-level Gronk, but not by far. Um, you know Kareem Hunt, you know I think is insanely underutilized on that team, and, and was finally utilized quite a bit last night. And Mahomes really figured it out in the second half. I think he's a guy you can only game plan for for a quarter or, or a second quarter because he seems like he's you know absorbing everything like a sponge. Because in the second half they came out you know all guns a blazing and he didn't care what read he saw. He was he was making throws. Yeah, I
1: mean it's exciting for for football. You know just to have a, a kid like this who who is this dynamic and. You know, I think it was clear from the outset when the Patriots went for it on fourth down. You know, they kind of understood what kind of game this was going to be. And, you know, it's all about points. And, you know, they, they gave up some plays, but I mean, it's, it's that bend don't break, Is I talk about it so often. And I mean, it's just, it's so effective for winning football games. And so many teams, if you don't give up the big plays, they just cannot consistently execute. You know, long drives over and over and over again and score. You know, touchdowns and you know we saw it last night. Patriots just making you know major strides on third down and and in the red zone and you know there was just there was just so much good to, to feel good about and and they're they're getting turnovers too. That's another thing that you know I think the defense really lacked last year and you know they were down near the bottom in terms of takeaways and you know suddenly here they are. You know, Hightower leading the way. I mean Hightower, you know, kind of back on track. I didn't think he was going to play that much. He played a lot. Um, they pointed out on the broadcast that, you know, a number of times how, how they were using him to, you know, jam Kelsey at the line and then kind of as a delay delayed rusher, but, you know, also dropping into coverage and getting that interception. I mean, you know, when you're making play, when you're getting takeaways, you're getting red zone stops, third zone stops, I and mean, that's the Patriots defense. And the confusion and, you know, sending different blitzers and, you know, pretending like they're in man and then dropping into zone, I mean, all that stuff is effective against the young quarterback. Uh, you just have to wonder come down the road, if there's a rematch, you know, how much is, is Mahomes going to develop and how much are they going to be able to fool him next time? Um, but again, you know, I just think if they executed the game plan generally, which was, you know, just don't give up big plays and, and you know, force them to into the long-yardage situations. I mean, Hunt, aside from his long run, uh, you know, that 31-yard run, I mean, otherwise he had nine carries for 49 yards. You know, you can live with that. Um, so those are the key elements and, and that I think are, you know, able to be reproduced down the road uh, of course, you know each game has its own kind of unique twist and turn. So I guess we'll, you know, we'll just have to wait and see how how it kind of unfolds down the road and who stays healthy. But um, I just, I just love how they're they're executing right now. It's it's, it's impressive.
0: Boy, does Sony Michelle at this point? Okay, so we're gonna rank some Patriots running backs here. Okay, just and I know it's early, but Corey Dillon was probably the number one of the Belichick era, right? I, I I think right that the in terms of running backs like overall like two thousand four you know, Corey Dillon two thousand four Corey Sorry. Dillon <laughs> is the guy right okay he's probably the pinnacle. I don't know where to put Lawrence Maroney on that list because he did have some big plays and some good times, but at the same yeah. time he was he Lawrence Maroney many a thing. So I don't can we say Sony Michelle at this point is better than Lawrence Maroney? I feel like we can. I feel like we're safe in saying that, and then we can start. Eyeing it Because what Sony has added to this team and he's really starting to figure out, you see it a lot with these running backs where they cut or they bounce outside and they don't really know where they're going. He's starting to figure out where the cuts and the bounces will be when he's in there. And it's been such a joy to watch over the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I have to admit, I was pretty excited about Lawrence Maroney through the first, uh, you know, six weeks or whatever <laughs> it was of his career. I mean, you know, he he ran like you know a lightning bolt coming out of, coming out of the gate. Uh, and, and also, I, I can never. I always, whenever he comes up, I always have to bring up the you know the 2007 AFC Championship game where you know he he effectively sealed the game for them. Um, you know, just I'm just taking a quick glance here back at, at Maroney stats as a rookie. You know, he, I mean. Week four, he did have 125 yards. I mean, that was the only time he broke 100 yards. So, I mean, maybe we can say Michelle. I mean, they think, you know you have other guys who certainly uh, had some exciting games. Even Ridley, uh, you know, was one. I mean, even Danny Woodhead had a couple games where you're excited, but. Um, you know, just in terms of what Michelle has shown, you know, I I don't want to say out of the gate, because we all know he sucked through the first two weeks of the season. Uh, But, you know, I mean, it's just as he had a chance to develop and catch up on the time that he missed in training camp, um, he's just running so effectively and, you know, it's just in conjunction with an offensive line, which of course deserves a ton of credit. I mean, you look at some of the blocking that that those guys did downfield last night, Shaq Mason in particular, Uh, you know, he's just, he's reading it right and it's just I mean, how do you stop Tom Brady when he has a run game? That that is what is impossible. And you know when they have this kind of balance, it's just it's so hard because Brady's going to be able to pick and choose the spots to throw on the ball. And and as we saw last night, it was just all clicking. They didn't punt,
0: which is amazing too. And and that's another thing too. There were no accepted penalties and no punts. So once again, the Patriots must have done something last night. To me. That just shows me they're starting to play. They're finally starting to play the way Belichick would do it. Like, is this is do we just for as long as this Brady Belichick era lasts? Whether it's this year, next year, year after, you know, outside of the father time stuff and injuries, is this what we need to expect from this team? The first couple of weeks, the first month, you're going to be like, what the hell is wrong with this team? And then as we start getting into October, November, be like, oh, there they are. Is is that just what it is with the? It seems like since the new collective bargaining agreement this has kind of been how it's been with them each year and really without fail it kind of gets you right to the right to the FC championship game at least every time
1: yeah well i mean i think that there's you know some fundamental truths about football that you know people just can't really seem to grasp or they seem to forget every year and, and i'm right there with them and you know, it starts with what Belichick says, you know, every year we start from ground zero. And I think that that, you know, isn't just uh, him saying that to, you know, kind of put bury the past. It, it really is. It's, it's building something entirely new and, and you don't know exactly what you're building. But the other second part of that being that a well-coached football team is really hard to beat. And it doesn't matter, you know, how talented you are or, you know, how many superstars you have. If you have you know, 22 guys and all the special teams and everybody's playing on the same page and they're playing good fundamental football, setting the edge, making tackles, getting off blocks, you know, those fundamental things, uh, you're going to be, you're going to be a very good team and and it's just, everybody seems to lose track of that, that it's a process and that no matter who is even healthy, you know, we've seen it year in and year out, you lose guys you think are critical and, you know, a new guy steps in, buys into the system and, wow, look at that, he fits right in. Uh, You know, of course, You have Tom Brady, you have Josh McDaniels, and those guys are, you know, very unique talents, and that puts the Patriots over the top. But in terms of speaking from a 53-man roster, you know, there just isn't a better coach team in the league, And, and that's why you see the Patriots consistently throughout the season, every season, they get better. They beat teams that, you know, maybe are more flashy because they play together, and that, you know, is just one of those fundamental truths of football that, you know, like I said, we all seem to forget it every year, but it's it's true.
0: Talking with Mike Duso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. Patriots with the win over Kansas City, and, uh, you know, they'd still be... It, it, things look like they're okay in Patriotsville. I think we're... Uh, I think it's, I think we sigh. ought to start, you know, not I, I think you ought to if you had made plans in the first weekend in February, I would I would start making those tentative plans like, hey, you know, that thing I said I was going to go to that first. Yeah, I, I, I might not be able to make that, but I'll let you know. OK, that's what that's my suggestion to people out there. That's just you know.
1: I mean, it wouldn't be. I mean, wouldn't it wouldn't be nice, like you know, just to throw it out there. You know, Brady maybe he gets his last one, like he started, gets it against the Rams. You know what? A, what a Super Bowl that would be! Uh, have to the and then you know, you get last one, like you got the first.
0: The one. bookend. I love yeah. that. You know what? I really Atlantic. like that because think about it. Think of how long it took the Rams to be relevant again <laughs> after after the after the Patriots knocked the crap out of them in two thousand and two. Right, like. Right. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a really that's a really good point. Like that's a that's a boy that could be one. Um, you know, I I don't know who else from the NFC could come out of it, but you know, I look around the AFC. I, the Kansas City's still missing that something. They're really explosive, but there are a lot of explosive teams out there that were glitzy and glamorous that didn't quite make it to the Super Bowl. So I,
1: I think I think what they're missing is called the defense.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's really the biggest thing. They're totally... That whole thing has been skipped over. They really are. They're the 2003 Colts. You know what I mean? Like, they really are. I would not be shocked if whoever they play in the playoffs, if it's one of those games where neither team punts and whoever has the ball last wins. Kind of like that, that year... It was 2003. It was Trent, Trent Green-Priest Holmes against Peyton Manning and Edgar and James, basically, and, and the Colts just ended up, you know... Scoring more—that was really the difference in that game. It was a—it was a Madden. It was a Madden ninety-five game on Sega. You know what I mean? Just doot, doot, you know, whoever has the ball last is going to win.
1: I mean, how many times did the Patriots throw that little flare pass James White out of the backfield? You know, and it went for at least eight yards. I mean, and it's you know what? What Kansas City's going to have to find an answer for that one if there's a rematch. Um, you know, I do. I still think the real truth about this Patriots offense, though, is they got to get Michelle going they well first they got to keep Michelle healthy and then they, they every game they got to get him going when they get him going i think that they're in business um, but it's going to be interesting to see in these coming weeks you know what happens real good run defense they come to play they kind of shut down Michelle early you know Brady's forced into more third and long he's got to throw he's got to drop back more um, you know that that's kind of the adversity i'm kind of curious to see them deal with because you know there certainly are you know it's impossible for uh, defenses to stop the pass for an entire game but you know there are defenses out there that can stop the run, and I think that you know that's that's a place to kind of focus on if you're playing the Patriots' offense. Shut down Michelle, see what happens from there.
0: Mike Ducear from Pat's Propaganda, Pat'sPropaganda.com. Make sure you're following him all week long. He'll break down different things of the game that he saw and put them out on the old social media. And you'll be like, "Hey, wow!" Makes you look at the game a little differently when you go back and watch it, or when you watch it next week as well. There's different things I look for now that you know I wasn't doing a couple of years ago. So. Make sure you follow him, and uh, we will talk to you next Monday.
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
0: Thank take you. Care. It's Mike Duso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. We'll take a break. Shout out to whoever's calling me right now. Kind of busy. It's a B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NPR radio network on the new 105 Sports, 105.5 FM, AM 1240 and Auburn, and AM 780 in Rumford.